0: Welcome to the Explore Words, Discover Worlds podcast, presented by Bradford Literature Festival. This episode takes us on a journey through the world of fantasy literature and the legacy of one of the greatest pioneers. While fantasy certainly existed before Frodo, Gollum and Middle Earth, as soon as visionary author J.R.R. Tolkien picked up his pen, the genre was never the same again. Acclaimed author, Courtier Newland, Join David Barnett for a discussion about Tolkien's vast impact within literature and how his writing has influenced them personally as writers. Originally recorded at the 2022 Bradford Literature Festival, this episode discusses the vast impact of Tolkien's writing on the genre of fantasy and on their own work as writers.
1: Good afternoon. Thanks for coming on such a lovely day. Um, This is uh, Cortier Newland, and we're going to be talking, well, in the book it says we're going to be talking about Tolkien, um, which is a fairly wide-ranging subject and influences of Tolkien. Uh, We're both writers. Um, Neither of us write Tolkien-esque fantasy, I would say, but, um, (laughs) yeah, there's always uh, going to be a first time. (laughs) So, I mean, you, Courty, have had like a massively varied career. You've, um, I mean, it's a literary festival, and the thing I should be most impressed about is your, what, 10 books? Mm. And your nine nine books. Yeah, yeah. And almost the same number of plays, writing for small acts for the, the TV series. He had a drum and bass record out in 1977, 1997, which yeah, is yeah. like... If I had one out in did, nine,
0: 1977, I would have yeah, been, yeah.
1: You'd <laughs> been You'd have been well ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so, yeah, that, that's that's a varied career. That's, uh, that's, um, we're going to talk about your books in, in a little bit about and how um, Tolkien, if, if at all, has had an influence. Um, but should we talk about how did you discover Tolkien?
0: Well, I mean... In short, I'll answer the first question, and I know we'll go into more detail afterwards. But in short, I mean, has Tolkien been an influence on me? The answer is yes, massively uh, influenced. Like everything I do, even if it doesn't look like it, I think you can see his like little imprint in me throughout. Because uh, it was, it was when I, like, I'm not meaning to brag. This is not a humble brag, but just to, to, to some some context. Uh, my mom and everyone in my family have always said, like, I, I, I basically taught myself to read when I was like two or three. There's pictures of me in my cot, like, just lying with my like, uh, hand, you know, chin in and palm, and, and, and reading. So, and, and the reason I say that is because basically, when that happens in a kind of inner city place like London, a working class kid, black boy, who's really, really into reading, what happens is that everybody gives him every book they can find, basically. (laughs) They're pulling books from the shelves, like he reads, he reads, giving books. And I was getting books from everywhere. And so my uncle, uh, he, I think it was him, I think it was him that gave me uh, The Hobbit first. And he gave me that when I was six or seven. And he said, you've got to read this, you've got to read this, like, this is a must. There's no way that you can go through life having not read this book. I read it and obviously loved it. And then, and this is the bit that really gets me because like, I swear, I, like, I must've been seven or eight. Mm. And he's like, here's Lord of the Rings. Now start on that. <laughs> <laughs> and and, but, but, and and I'm laughing and, and it's, I, I don't mean to laugh because in in some ways it was a really brilliant thing to do because he was just like, yes, you can read this. I don't want to hear any excuses about you not being able to read it. It was expected that I would read it. And so I read it. So, um, And I just loved it. it, it it's a leap though, isn't it? It's like... Um, it's, it's completely different. It, it's, um,
1: it's like the nearest analogy I've got is like when I did all level physics, then I did A level physics and I thought, this is just like another universe
0: of stuff <laughs> that
1: I can't wrap my head around.
0: Well, and my it, analogy is, is, <laughs> is nine books... And then doing a PhD. No, like, I would much rather write nine books than write a PhD. One PhD. <laughs> to me that that leap was so huge and yeah I, it just blew my mind so it was that type of leap when I read it but I don't know I, I don't know like just something I was absolutely captivated I cannot tell you and I had the old old cover because this was in the 70s so I had the old cover with the the Knight Riders on the front and the horses with the red eyes, the dark horses with the red eyes, you know? And I just, I I loved all that stuff. I was really into Star Wars. I was really into, like, I had a big poster of Vader in my room. You know So my my granddad, who's from, you know, Kingston, Jamaica, would come into my room and see this big poster and be like, why has he got that poster (laughs) in his room? Aren't you scared? That's the most horrible thing I can think of, big Vader poster, you know? But... Like yeah, I I was just really into this stuff, and um, the darker and the more science fiction or fantasy it was, the better for me. And I just I just ate up um, that that story. I loved the fact also that it was related. It had Bilbo Baggins mm. in, but it wasn't about Bilbo Baggins. It was like an extended uh, story of, of of Bilbo Baggins and everybody else and. All the characters, some of the characters we met already in The Hobbit, that was something that straight away um, did something in my head. And I was writing those days as well. Mm. I was definitely I was writing stories. I was attempting to write books for the first time, only properly when I was like, like 10, 11, or maybe nine, because it was before I went to secondary school. I'd started to write and I was trying to write fantasy stuff in uh, response. And then after I'd read Lord, Lord of the Rings, I was saying to my mom, "I want to read the Simmerillion. <laughs> <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> I, like, I want to read the Adventures of Tom Bombadil." And I was making my mom go to the bookstores and look for this book, which she couldn't find in Shepherd's mm. Bush. <laughs> she couldn't find <laughs> yes. it. And we went for ages, like, like looking for it. I wanted to read those things, and so and then I, I branched out. Then she did get me the Simmerillion. and that was that was too much. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get, it. I couldn't do that. Did, did you do... finish it? No, I <laughs> not finish it. But Has then, anybody like,
1: finished The Silmarillion? Yeah. Wow, and, uh, amazing. Hats
0: off of to you. Applause. Yeah, you is, uh, Hats off, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you turned the pages to the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think one, one of the weird things is like I'm probably just a, a year or two older than you, but um, growing up working class in the 70s, and I read The Hobbit, which seems a really weird thing to say today, knowing nothing about it. Yeah. He was like, yes, I, yeah. I, I just, nice. I think I got the book from the library or something. Thought it yeah, looks yeah. all right, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like hadn't heard anything about it because there was no, Nothing. unless yeah, yeah. you were among people who were talking about that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you no didn't know about was. it. So it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean, I used, I used to read books like I had no idea if Tolkien was alive or dead, or if he'd written it Nothing. in 1976 yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know whatever he'd written. Yeah, it. So yeah. it was like, um, it, it was quite interesting to come into it cold in a way, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was.
0: It was. It was strange, and it was. Um, I don't know. It felt. It didn't feel abnormal, though, in a mm. weird way. It felt like totally normal, and I. And I didn't. I never start, tried to imagine what Tolkien looked like. I never tried to find out any more about Tolkien. I was just thoroughly interested mm. in this world, you know, and this thing that he'd created, and I was in awe. I was. It was. It was the. It was definitely the first time I can remember being in awe of an author. An author's creation. You know what I mean? I, I was like, mm. I want to know everything about that. Yeah. And, and, the, and the languages and everything. Like, I was... Re- I just... Yeah. I, I, I can't remember. That was the first time I remember being that immersed,
1: you know? Did you watch the animated film at any point? Of course. Yeah. That was,
0: of course. Yeah. And I was really upset when they didn't finish it. I know. I was like, where's <laughs> <"If it laughs> <was laughs> the rest <laughs> of it? it was like, <laughs> like, are you telling me? What do you mean there's no more? Because <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was amazing. And I have somewhere... In my um, my stuff, <laughs> which there's lots of stuff and it's scattered all around the place, I'm not actually sure where it is. I bought a still from it. The really? first When I first yeah. got my first advance as a as a writer, I went into a shop that was selling like memorabilia and stuff, and it had stills of of the
1: like, like the animation cells and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could
0: yeah. buy a cell, and I can't even remember how much I paid for it, but I got it, and it's in a box somewhere because I was so like, oh, "I got to have that," you know, that like, yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I was gonna say more geeky than I look, or maybe <laughs> as geeky as I look. I don't know. But definitely that. Yeah. It,
1: I, th- I think one of my favourite bit, bits of sort of like uh, Lord of the Rings trivia really is. Did you ever have that, the big poster with Gandalf, the two hobbits, and it was no. Um, I know the poster. You know what America. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was drawn by Jimmy Carti, mm-hmm. who, who later went on to be in the KLF. Which is just like one of my favourite bits of uh, <laughs> bits of trivia that, that he just because it was like a big best. Does that know another poster? I mean, it was kind of like yeah, yeah. It's got little images around the outside, and it was like very kind of like pastoral and forky mm-hmm. looking, and um, all like watercolors, and I think yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like kind of like in the centre, like every self-respecting hippie had that on the wall and, uh, and it, then I later found it was by Jimmy Carter from the KLF which I just was just yeah, was like yeah. a mad thing but, mad. Um, but sort of like Tolkien's kind of influence into popular culture at that time often tended to go in like through sort of like prog rock albums and things like really? that and, okay. and kind of like Roger Dean sleeves and
0: stuff I was completely unaware yeah because obviously like, I wasn't, there was no prog rock yeah. Around me at the time. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I was, I was definitely like like scientist and yellow man. And you know what I mean, that's what was going on for me. And then the pirate radios in London at the time, you know, the pirate radio stations. So I was, I was definitely, it's, it's, now when I think about it, it's so crazy because it was completely alternate to my world. Yeah. You know? Did you
1: know anybody else who was reading Tolkien and stuff at that age? Your contemporaries sort of thing?
0: Not, not Lord of the Rings some people the hobbit was in our school yeah and so some people had read the hobbit not not it wasn't i wouldn't say it was a fan favorite or Mm. something like that but but definitely people could talk about the hobbit and reference the hobbit and stuff uh but but when yeah when it came to lord of the rings i can't remember it they might they might have been somebody but i can't remember them if there was what about you um no i I was like
1: the geeky outsider at school so it was like um I i think by the, by the time I read Lord of the Rings, which I was probably about 11 or 12, so I moved to secondary school, high school, there was more of an awareness right. of it amongst people. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think many people at my school had bothered to read it. But, I think uh, people
0: watched the films when it came on TV. I think people yeah. did watch that. But yeah, no we, you didn't have conversations about Lord of the Rings and sometimes mm. people would reference it. And then sometimes in, in the music, people would reference it as well. There was like rappers who would reference Lord of the Rings. You know, you knew some people because rappers are. are, That's quite niche,
1: that isn't it?
0: It was niche at the time as well. Like I said, in the in the like you know um, early '80s, you know, like the early days of hip hop. Yeah, it was niche. But like most of those guys were geeks too. You know, I mean, people don't realize that about rappers. Rappers (laughs) are generally geeky people. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like they're obsessive as well. So uh, I think yeah, lots of people obsessed about it, like 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 I did. Yeah. Did um. Did
1: everybody? I should actually rephrase that. Is there anybody who didn't read The Hobbit first, like maybe went straight in straight into The Silmarillion, <laughs> but, uh, which, I, which I imagine is unlikely because uh, you wouldn't have read it more. But uh, anybody who saw, read a lot of the Rings, I said, right? Here's another one. Has anybody did anybody only really read Tolkien after the Peter Jackson films came out?
0: Oh, Nobody.
1: Had really. Everybody read it before the movies.
0: I have, a, I have a question. Has anyone read the Bible all the way through? have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried when, when I was a kid, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but but yeah, because I just wanted to... Skipped just... around <laughs> to the good bits first. <laughs> 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 because the Cimmerillion, that, that's, that's what... That's in it's, the, essentially, you find the Old doing, Testament, right? isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so you'd be like... reading the Bible of this world, you know? And and so, yeah, I'd, I'd be very surprised if many people had, had read it all the way through. And I think you, you are probably meant to dip into it and dip out of mm. it or, or 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 use it to kind of attach relevance to the events that happen later and stuff like that, but I just can't, wow, what an, What a mind. Yeah,
1: it, after, after you first read them for the first, did you kind of like stick with them or was it something you kind of like read, moved on, and did you ever revisit kind of like much later in life and reread?
0: Yeah, I read them pretty much at the same time as everything else that mm. I was reading, which was everything else that was being given to me and everything else that I wanted to read. Like I said, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings happened at the same time, you know? So, so I never, I, I never like just stuck to one particular thing. I've always gone all over the place and that's reflective, I think, in my work. I think the first time I revisited it, after being a kid, because you know what it's like when you're a kid as well? It's like you read the same books over and over mm. and over and over again. So I, I read The Hobbit. As much as I could, because I did ha- didn't have any other books, I couldn't couldn't afford to buy a lot of other books. So um, I, I I did that again and again then, and then after that I didn't read them anymore up until my son was born, and then I, I did like my uncle, you know, what I, mean? I was like here, yeah, you know, like read The Hobbit, which he did. He was very resistant at first, you know. Mm. He's much more into. I was into adult books from day one, and and uh, he, he was much more like I want to be a kid, dad giving me these big Mm. books, so he he uh, was resistant at first, and he's resistant to virtually anything I give him (coughs) anyway. He really wants to read his own stuff, and then uh, he did read it, and he really liked it. I don't think he's gone into Lord of the Rings just yet.
1: Do you think um, that is because sort like books for children and young adults only became marketed as such much later on?
0: It's sort like
1: like when I was growing up that. There wasn't a huge, there was like your obvious little kiddie books. Yeah. And then there wasn't really that kind of demarcation between.
0: It wasn't that much. I mean, it was growing. I think by the time I I, I kind of trundled along, um, there was a book. I remember a series I read called The Star Stormers. I, 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 I've never met anyone else who's read this series. And I never read the whole series because, again, you couldn't get hold of the whole series. Like I, get, I got one and then I got three and then. I'd have to go to second-hand bookstores in Shepherds Bush Market mm. to try and look for the others, and sometimes they turn up. But I think it was a British author, and it's about a group of kids. It's set in the future, and it was a group of kids whose parents had gone off to make money, and they'd left them in some kind of, like, like, you know, a care home or something like that. And they decided to create their own spaceship to, to try and that find them. That rings a massive bell, actually. Yeah, actually. so they, they managed to you know, build it. Or, get it built out of an asteroid, and then a huge asteroid, and then it got in it, and then it flew off <laughs> It's like pretty really insane story. But it was really good. So I was reading there was stuff like that out. And there was some- one other series that I read as well, which was um completely different kind of more of a superhero hero space thing. But apart from that, there was yeah, like yeah. the hobbit was meant to be a kid's book, but Tolkien never wrote like he was really talking to kids, yeah,
1: you know? yeah. I mean. Do- do- I mean, can you imagine the publishing industry today being confronted with the, the plan, right, I'm going to write a children's book
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the sequel okay. is going to be three adult books this thick. Yeah, like, yeah. That just wouldn't happen today would it, in publishing.
0: And it's going to be <laughs> raw and scary and it's going to be, yeah. It, it's. One, one thing that always gets me, which I didn't know about until later on down the line um, as an adult, was that, you know, when people were revisiting it and it was like the greatest book mm. of all time and all that kind of thing was going on, people were talking about, oh, I really like it, but there's, there's too many lengthy descriptions and that, that kind of thing. And I, I just, it never occurred to me <laughs> that, that, that descriptions were lengthy. Uh, but I don't know how you guys feel about that. Because did, did, that's another thing that supposedly put people off. I mean, I mean, there is that big question about, is Tolkien a good writer
1: or... Is his strength in sort of world building, creating this like amazing um, Middle Earth that you can believe happens because you've got so much history there that uh, that, you know as fact goes back millennia. I mean, um, does anyone think Tolkien's a good writer? Do they class him as a
0: good writer? Yeah, definitely. But then I've never read him as a writer. I've only read him as a reader. And those are completely different things. But, but but I would like to believe from what I remember, uh, and I'm scared to read him as a reader, actually. I don't want that. I don't want to go back and be like, oh, I have to put my critical you know, literary your, theory your hat on. Critical <laughs> yeah, writer's <laughs> head on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, but, but I, I would want to just read it as a reader again. I'm not sure if that's possible. But uh, I, just what I remember, what I learned, from him in, the, in those descriptions. That's why I was talking about that, because I am now being accused of the same thing. <laughs> I've written a kind of like pretty epic, it was a 600 pages book, and it's not fantasy, it's not sci-fi, but it's an alternate world, all these kinds of things. And I know I'm massively influenced by Tolkien. And one of the things I really wanted to do was have immersive descriptions and stuff. And, and I think that there's two things that I really love. I love that, you know, describing everything to the nth degree because it really worked for me. It really gave me a picture of Middle Earth and I could, I could see it. It was playing like a, a film in my head because he did that. That was a major strength. But also... Are we Are talking...
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Do, do you want tell us a bit about, about this? About, yeah. Do um, you, you
0: guys mind? I'm just going to veer off a little bit. Because yeah. right. this is the influence, basically. For me, this book is me finally going into what I wanted to do when I was a kid and I'd read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Uh, this book is set in a... Uh, I'm glad you brought a copy. <laughs> <laughs> this book is set in a parallel world uh, where slavery and colonization never happened. And so because those things didn't happen, um, ancestral worship, uh, meditation, the chakras, uh, astral projection are all normal and commonplace, and everyone believes them, even in Britain. And it's set in an alternate Britain. And uh, Britain is kind of like like the global seat of power is in the South and uh britain is is like it is how it is today but people have obviously migrated to britain in far greater numbers and the 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 dominant religion is is uh african cosmology basically uh, rather than christianity and that was favored by the romans instead of christianity and it's it's led to just no one actually thinking about race in the way that we do today. Uh, it's not that they don't see race. They see differences be- oh. between people and stuff, but it's not, it's not, a, it's not a big deal. And so, so I wrote This Alternate World just because I thought it'd be really an interesting thing to do. And it was on my mind since I wrote my first book. I had the idea for it, and it took me like 20 years to actually complete the book. And I knew, and part of the reason it took me 20 years because I knew it was going to be this sprawling kind of massive book. And I couldn't find the time or the money to actually write it until I got a book deal for it. So I managed to get a book deal for it just after I've written Small Axe, um, twenty eight. Well, actually, yeah, just after I've written it, twenty seventeen, something like that. And then I wrote it after I'd finished the scripts and and, and it, the series had been shot. I finally I had oh like six month window, basically to finish it, and I finished it. And um, yeah, yeah. People were saying when in the, some of the reviews. I mean, most of the reviews were really, really good, but some of the reviews were saying that. Yeah, there's so much description. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, yep, even at the time before, I didn't know I was doing this event or anything. Before that, I was just like, yep, yep, well, that's Tolkien. And another thing that 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 is I think Tolkien is really amazing at, I felt at the time, and I still feel, is his voice, you know. He has a very, very strong, distinctive voice. And I felt like I could hear this guy. I didn't know what the voice sounded like, but I had a representation of it in my own head. I could hear this person telling me this story when he's talking about like Bilbo and he's talking about you know especially in the Hobbit you know the dwarves and they're in the mountain and stuff like that and I just hear this person it's like being sat down in front of a fireplace he's like okay let me tell you the story of Bilbo and you know everybody and and that went on into Lord of the Rings mm. so actually at the time I, I I just I really treated it just like a continuation mm. of that story and just went straight from the Hobbit into Lord of the Rings and just couldn't stop really couldn't stop did you um
1: there are a lot of criticisms leveled at talking today yeah. um from people who maybe come to it later or people who sort of look at the books with um through a contemporary lens which is entirely natural one of them is that um women don't get much of a look in in the books That's um true. generally um and the other one is that and, and i'm interested in this from your part of you grown up as like a working-class black kid in London, um, there's a lot of talk about um, racism in the books, which I didn't spot, but then as a white working-class kid, I probably wouldn't. Was was there anything evident in that to you? Or was it something that was discussed later on?
0: I don't remember anything. Mm. And also there's the the Peter Jackson depiction, which I, I, I get it. I get why people are upset about the Peter Jackson depiction, but I, I, I don't remember anything, but, but uh, I'll, I'll jump forward and then I'll jump back. Mm. I don't remember anything, but when I presented um, Tolkien's books to my son, I also presented him with uh, C.S. Lewis and I gave him all those books because I read all those as a kid as well. You know, and I oh, the Narnia books. them, They're all the yeah. Narnia books. Loved them, loved them. I read everything. I read everything. <laughs> Again, straight through the whole series and stuff. I didn't remember things ones being good or bad or whatever. I just was immersed in that world. I wanted to read everything that he'd read, written about that world. And I still like that now about things that I get obsessed about, authors or whatever. So that, that again, that, that was the first beginning of that. But when I read, um, is it uh, Prince Caspian? And I read it to my son, I was like, oh my God. It's this one with the... Uh he, there's, there's this kind I can of, remember
1: the name of the uh, nation now. There's a, a
0: kind of like an Arabic-esque yeah. nation who are all darks. They're always really described as like swarthy and they're sort swarthy evil. And and the, evil yeah. and they're and yeah. evil. Yeah. And I was just like... As soon as we got to it let's just forget that son, <laughs> I mean, because, because I didn't, and this is the thing that was wrong about what was happening to me before. Like I said, everyone was just giving me the books. Mm. so I read a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have been reading, like concerning race, concerning sex, concerning, because I, I was just mm. given everything and no one was checking what I was reading. Yeah. And I always said, as I got older, I was like, I wouldn't do that to my kid. I want to read the books that he's reading. And so, you know, I, I was reading this to him and I got to that point and I was like, I didn't close it at first, I kind of like tried to explain it to him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think that's important. And then I was like, we kind of drifted away from those books because there was no real way of, even though I could explain it, it would still be doing mm. damage if we were to carry on. I was worried about the damage of, and just to be clear, just viewing yourself in that way, thinking about your skin being associated with evilness, it, it, it's really difficult, you know? And there's no way that I could. As much as I wanted to try and contextualize that, there was no way that I could find myself able to until he was older, maybe. Mm. And I don't also want that influence on him. I'm not sure what he's going to do. And so I'd rather just not have that around for a while. And let's just think about mm. your skin in great ways, you know what I mean? And then we'll come back to that, maybe. So, so I say that because I'm not sure if the same things were in Lord of the Rings because I haven't, I haven't come back to it mm. in that way. Uh, I don't remember it in in, in The Hobbit. But I also think, I also think, you know, there's a a kind of idea that that because we're, uh, two things, two things, let me go back. First thing is, everything I read at that time had those things in it in the 70s. (laughs) I mean, like, I would constantly, I would always read books and be upset. Stephen King upset me every (laughs) single book because he would always say something about black people. And I loved Stephen King and I had every one of his books. But I would all. I knew Stephen King was going to upset me. I knew most of the books that I read was going to were going to upset me in some mm. way. So it is possible that I read Lord of the Rings and, and, and encountered these things, and and thought it was normal, because I was undergoing such massive racism at the time in my world, mm. in life. They it normalized it, and that's what I didn't want to happen to my kid. Right.
1: That's interesting. So, so I probably.
0: Yeah. Didn't notice if it was there. Yeah. Is what I'm so saying. even if it was
1: like subliminally going in, you'd think, well, this is kind of situation normal. In a I would. Way. I would notice.
0: I would. Yeah. I would read it, and I'd be like, oh god, that really hurts, because the kids at the, yeah. my school would be saying stuff like that too. And I was, and when I was very, very young, I was, I was brought up in an all-white environment. I was like the only black kid for miles around. So I was acutely aware of race earlier than I should have been, which is another thing that I didn't want my son to be. I didn't want to. Part of the reason why. I started thinking about this, I think it comes from that. But um but but yeah, I would encounter things and I would be hurt, it would really hurt mm. me. And then I would I would just be like, oh, I'm gonna read on anyway, because I love this book mm. and I forgive you. <laughs> Stephen, or Tolkien or whatever. Yeah. So and then and then later on I started to people would get upset about it and I would learn that other people were feeling the same yeah. as me. Yeah. I, I tell you another thing, another thought that I was having before. Uh, which I kind of trailed off of a little bit was that, that these books are these books. Right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like whether it's um, whether it's uh, Huckleberry Finn or whether it's Tolkien or whether it's like, like leave them alone. I feel like like leave them even. And I'm I'm not going to stress too much about this, but even Kate Clanchy's book. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like leave them alone. They're representative of things that happen. They're representative of our humanity, like it or not. They're representative of the society that existed and still does exist. And what we need to do is we need to be able to critically engage with these books and discuss how they happen, why they happened, choices the author might have made then that they, they probably might not make now or might have made anyway or anything. Yeah. You know, like have a conversation about these books. That was why they were written us to have conversations and discuss about them, I do not, and, and and a lot of people talk about cancel culture and all that. Like, I strongly believe we should point these things out, but I don't think we should change the books, mm. or we should, we should, we should. Um, I don't know, man. I don't see the point. Like, like if you can say something in this current time, like I don't know if you guys know about Lizzo. You know, she she used a, a really um a, a terrible word, to, uh, like which. Used to dis- describe, um, you know, uh, people with, with, with physical illness, and and she, uh, she didn't mean it in that way. She didn't use it in that way. But people, there was an uproar online and stuff, and and she changed it. <laughs> I mean, she changed it's yeah, song. Did, yeah. you, did
1: you not agree with that changing it? Or?
0: No, no. In that context, yeah, I agree yeah, you did, with it yeah. because there's something you can do about it now. Yeah. And and people let you know and 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 i don't think that every time the audience says something we as artists should be like oh yes we're going to just change it to suit you there's the things i wouldn't change but there are things i'm sensitive to mm. and i've tripped up we all trip up every now and then i've said things that i shouldn't say and and, and luckily an editor has said to me oh maybe that's not the best mm. choice of phrasing call, yeah. and i've changed it like i'm not like oh i'm here and, and it has to stay as it is but these guys some of whom who have passed away, some of whom, yeah. whom the books have been published already. Some, of, you know, what I mean, like, I think, I think personally, and I don't know, I'm sure many authors uh, would disagree with me, but, but I feel like leave them alone, discuss them, let let's let's, let's talk about it. Surely, mm. you know and and um, I don't, I don't know that many people who are calling for anything different. This whole thing about cancel culture is actually like, like uh. Are grossly misrepresented, I think, a lot of the time, because we, what we're actually saying is, let's have a discussion. Let let's let's be clear mm. about how how this happened. In Huckleberry Finn, what was the environment or world which led him to say this character to say these things or to treat him that way? So, sorry if that was it. Overlink for you.
1: No, it, it, it's Bob, and it, and it is the fact that you know if you're looking at a book that's like you know not far off a century old, it's things are going to be different. Th- people in a in a hundred years are going to look back at. Our culture and there's going to be stuff we don't think is problematic is going to yeah, be yeah, yeah.
0: picked over. Oh, no, completely. And I can uh, look at my books in the 90s and be like, oh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. That is <laughs> definitely not, that would not fly right now. And I got told off really early by my, um, my, my girlfriend at the time who read one of my books. And she was like, you cannot use that phrase to discuss people. You know, I mean? you cannot. Mm. And I, I was like, oh, God, yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, it's just something that we said that I hadn't thought about. And no one's immune, you know. Like, we're not trying to suggest I have... I have regularly sensitivity readers. Mm. You know, I, don't, I don't call them that. I've never called them that. They're just people who check my stuff to make sure I don't get stuff wrong or yeah. I don't slip up. That's, yeah. I mean, editors. and But editors who were my friends and, and people who I give my stuff to just to double check, and you can still make mistakes.
1: I mean, and the thing with, with Tolkien, um, with Lord of the Rings, it was obviously out a long time, but it seemed to get massive resurgence in the 60s and 70s, a lot of kind of like. Hippies discovered it and took it on board, and then they became writers. So, like from the seventies into the eighties, there were a lot of fantasy trilogies, especially that were written, and everyone was sort like had a blurb on the front saying, "Oh, this is comparable to Tolkien," (laughs) and it's like uh, and like to get everybody into that. And then what we what we think of as fantasy and certainly epic fantasy stuff, literature became very kind of like Eurocentric in a way, didn't it? Everything was based on a kind of like medieval European culture.
0: Yeah. And and it took a
1: long time for that to change. And there are a lot of writers Mm -hmm. like yourself. And uh, I mean, there were writers like Octavia Butler and Samuel uh, Delaney Delaney, who were doing um, more science fictional stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, But there is a very much um, a shift away from just this Eurocentric fantasy today, isn't there?
0: yeah there's a small shift i don't I, I'm kind of because I'm thinking of things like Elder Scrolls and stuff, and that's still dominant, you know yeah. but but yeah, yeah I mean, definitely you know he was he obviously influenced by Nordic myths and mm. things like that and, and european myths and and that's fair enough, you know but i think I think um yeah, people are trying to say, okay, because like for me, for instance, personally I don't uh, that's not pervasive for, for me, you know. Like, like I'm, I'm used to the, the myths and legends that I grew up with, the cultural things. That, so I think people are generally just trying to reflect the things that they grew up with and the things that they knew, and that's what I'm doing in this book. But also, I've got a collection of short stories called Cosmogramma, and um, it's just come out, came out after this, and that also um, I'm F- trying, to funnily riff- enough, ah, enough, enough. <laughs> you, yeah, again, trying to riff on, 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 on like you know the myths and legends that that come from our culture and and i'm sorry if i if I go on about this, but that is not to say we're negating anybody mm. or anybody else's. we're like put it all in and let's all talk about all of our influences you know um and 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 see where see where that brings us absolutely yeah and it, and it, and it's it,
1: it like with so many things in culture, it's case of that um one version of it has been the dominant force, yeah. and it's now now it's people are looking at other voices and looking at other yeah yeah other cultures for for this. I, I used to write a bit of science fiction and um, my agent at the time, I was just say, fantasy is by far the biggest seller in genre fiction of that kind. And that's what everybody wants is this big epic fantasy that is, that really all stems from Tolkien in terms of like modern yeah. publishing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not just, <laughs> not just publishing. I mean, Game of Thrones is obviously uh, you now being influenced by, by Tolkien as well in some way, you know, yeah, there's, Definitely a correlation between, you know, him and him and what what you know he was doing, you know. So I think, I think, <laughs> yeah, that's undeniable. And yeah, it's, it's it's strange because I suppose I've never really I veered off of uh, fantasy actually. You know, I went more into science fiction, and I don't know if that's because I felt like how do I how do I mm. live in that world as myself? It's all right as an escapism from myself, but it, like, how do you, if I was to, even now when I think about it sometimes, it does cross my mind, I'm like, oh, I'd love to do a little fantasy series or something, I'd love to write something, because, you yeah, know, like uh, the rapper Yasin Bey said, all, all people who love art to each, it's eventually try to make it, you know what I mean, in some way or another, so I'm thinking, oh, I love this, I love this, I'd like to, how would I interpret it, and I've always found it, I'm not sure, you know, like, how do I do it in a way that feels comfortable to me, and that I can shape things in terms of the things that I want to say. And I haven't really yet, yet, yet found mm. that. But I think that's why, that's why why I went into more science fiction, because they, they seem like a route. They seem like an avenue. There's there also precedence. you know?
1: I'll, I'll tell you, a question that used to vex me when I was a kid, and I used to spend too much time thinking about this, was that, is is Middle Earth on another planet,
0: <laughs> or is it
1: in another reality? And I used to think about this, I thought... It's on another planet that really makes this science fiction. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Can
1: anybody answer that for me now?
0: It's like what? My, my theory was different. How does this work? My theory, my theory, was literally, <laughs> and this is what comes with being a kid. My theory, I took it so literally that I believed it was in Earth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was another part of like Earth. At the Earth, core or Yeah, yeah, somewhere like, like you could. I obviously, it hadn't really worked on how these things work. I thought <laughs> like, about it yeah, eight years old, but I was like, it's Middle Earth, right? You go down somewhere and it exists, and there's another plane inside the Earth where all these things happen. And I, I always imagined it this way. And now I, d- I think about it I'm just like, what? I know. It's like, it's
1: like another one of my theories, and this is like purely as a result of growing up in the 80s, was that, that it was. Um, a post-apocalyptic yes. scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Millions of years later. after it's like, but it's. I think our uh, this 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 age of discussion is over, and um, <laughs> we'll all go to our hobbit holes and uh, cool off. So uh, thank you so much, and Katia, thank you so much.